Hey everybody, how you doing? This is the Reverend, and today we are doing a little video blog, vlog, called Cooperation and Competition. Here is Carlin in an interview that he did uh, in 92. I think being on this planet, one of the first things people would say, if we were all dumped down here, yeah. let us say there were only 10 of us, right. and we were dropped into this planet uh, already formed, okay. one of the first things we would say would, after a moment or two would be, is everybody okay? Let's get something to eat. And that should be the first thing any society says, is everybody okay? okay? Let's get something to eat. Right. And we don't, because we have this private property thing, property. Right property rights over people's rights. And I just think that, that competition got the upper hand over cooperation. This species was successful. Because, uh, as part of the American experience? No, as part of the human species. The human species. The, 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 the verge of failure that we're on is because two wonderful qualities that made us a successful species, cooperation and competition, right. are way out of balance. Now, competition is everything. Cooperation happens after a flood. Happens for a few days. Yeah, everybody goes back right. to where they were before. After That's right. And we need we need to get that balance back. If we can get that balance back, there's there's hope. Some sense of community values. S communitarian idea yeah, is a good right. one. There's it's an excellent community. I've always really loved that particular interview. So my blog is. We as a species and as an American people have reached a point where this situation has degraded even further than Carlin stated in this interview 30 years ago. One domain in which competition has eliminated cooperation is in human interaction. The way in which we interact has become a contest. What used to be discourse has turned into a constant argument. One party in the discussion or uh, the debate absolutely has to win over the other party. Every interaction is a debate. In the past, discussion where both parties found common ground, which was much more the norm. This accelerated with social media. 93% of communication is nonverbal. When we constantly interact in a limited, limited verbal format, we feel the need for those limited words to be accepted immediately or else reject the recipient. We carry this over when we meet in person, unable to employ any sort of social skill of nuanced conversation or working together to meld the thoughts of several different parties into some common ground. We mimic the discourse seen on Fox and CNN and major news channels where profit is built upon conflict. Different parties battle over speech and neither wins. Our gut reaction is to agree or disagree with limiting understanding of the subject matter or opposing points of view. I started noticing this in the 90s with the 24-7 news channels. Then it got worse with the BlackBerry. People put all thoughts into fragmented typed conversation. Then the final anvil that broke the camel's back, the smartphone combined with social media. MySpace was a lot of fun, but that was for 18 to 30 year olds to meet each other when work or school or the bars had limitations. And you had to look at your home computer or PC to access it. Facebook and following with Twitter, 
made it necessary for all to join in. When your parents got in on the social media act, politics took over where what is the best bar, club, coffee house, or band used to exist. The access put into your hands, uh, the access put right into your hands on your phone at any instant made it that much more important that you be right and win all the time. I would put this metaphor out there. It's like playing basketball. As a society, we used to be we used to be like the ones that played on the recreation league. We would pass the ball a lot, get good exercise, and pump each other up, even on the opposite team, to do well. It was healthy cooperation and competition. Everyone participated, and everybody got better. Now we have those that have joined in the rec league that don't really belong in the rec league. They want to be the very good players, even though they still suck. They even think they're good players. Of course, they are hyper-competitive. Uh, hyper the minute they get the ball, they throw up a brick and then pretend that they just made that one mistake. They're all the ball hogs. Then those of us that used to be participating on the rec league just try and reinforce our value by association to our team since we don't actually play anymore. Almost everyone has become a ball hog. We just pretend by running up and down the court that we have some value. No one passes and no one knows how to run a play. Most of the population is like the original recreational players. Because of the availability and amount of information, everyone now thinks they know the game and have transformed into ball hogs of opinion rather than players of point of view. How do we get back to recreation? How do we participate more with each other? How do we turn our society from unskilled, ultra-competitive ball hogs to more competent, participatory players? An additional note on point of view. With our ultra-litigious NFL, there's another analogy here. With our ultra-litigious NFL, every play has to be scrutinized to the nth degree. Our society is more likely to take the position of a fan in the upper deck swearing, the, uh, swearing that they were at the game and they saw the play as opposed to the referee who is on the field is now reviewing the films through the camera. Points of view matter. But that would take critical thinking and cooperation. 